Welcome everyone. Chords, what they are, how do we cut them, how do we work with them. I wanted to speak to you about energetic chords we create with others and even the very nature of chords. What are they? What do they do for us? Why do we have them? Why do we need to cut them? Do we need to cut them? So what are energetic chords? I'm sure most of you have heard about cutting chords and maybe are wondering if you need to cut chords or have maybe tried cutting chords and nothing seemed to work. Or you have maybe tried cutting chords and you succeeded in it and it was amazing for your quality of life, for the transformation of a relationship you had uh, with the person you were cutting chords to. So the subject of chords is actually very interesting. Once you delve into it, it's also quite vast and, uh, you know, you can go deeper and deeper and explore more. But basically, chords are, well, literally chords, the energetic pipelines that we have that connect us energetically to other people. And really, when we meet someone, when we even acknowledge someone's presence, such as, uh, you know, walking down the street and saying good morning to a neighbor you barely know, the first thing that happens, our energy centers, um, and actually at the heart and the throat chakra, they send out sensors, like little rays, that connect to that person's heart and throat center. And they establish this connection in order to have some energy exchange because we are energetic beings. Of course, we have a body, we have a mind, we have a soul. But first and foremost, we are energetic beings. So our connections to everyone and everything are actually energetic. And that's the nature of connection, to have some form of cord, right? To have some sort of um, pipeline that can transfer energy. So this is what happens in a cording mechanism. We connect energetically to a person and uh, to any person that we actually meet, anyone whose presence we acknowledge and other people connect to us when they acknowledge our presence. You are, for example, connecting to me now that you're listening to me. But of course, those chords with strangers, let's put it roughly, they are very superficial. They are not particularly uh, strong or powerful, you know, because we only uh, send out little rays, little sensors. So they would look like maybe straws in your energy field if you were to scan for them very carefully. But we connect to people, we create those cords every day. And depending on our job, on our lifestyle, on how many people we meet, where we live, we can create hundreds of cords every day. For example, say you live in a big city and you travel by public transport daily, you can create a hundred cords or several hundred chords. 
but those are valid energetic connections. In most cases, they are not draining. But for sensitives, for empaths, for those people whose energy field is very open, um, they will be experienced as a drain, as a, something that takes your energy. And um, especially also because many sensitives and empaths are quite advanced souls, so meaning that they have a history of incarnations, they have certain skills that are uh, registered in their field on, their soul, on the soul level. Um, and the nature of energy is to flow from the top down. Let's say that's how the whole universe is structured, meaning that where there is more energy, if someone connects a pipeline uh, who has less energy, they will be a draining um, person, right? They will be the draining part. Uh, so if you have less, if you are in the minus and you connect to someone in the plus, automatically you will receive energy from them. Of course, the energetic cording mechanism, the whole process, it is done completely subconsciously because that's how we are wired. That's how we are created as uh, made, uh, as beings, as energetic beings. So we plug into someone whose presence we acknowledge, whose voice we hear, whose uh, teaching we want to follow. Because if we don't connect, we don't... We don't follow, we don't understand that person. Uh, we cannot relate to them. So in order to understand, to connect, to establish some form of connection, any form of connection, to have any form of a relationship, we need those energetic cords. So there is nothing wrong with cords per se. That's how we are wired. So we can't think that, oh, we just have to cut cords maniacally uh, and, uh, and, you know, it's always a good thing. No, cords are a natural part of how we are wired, how we work. Without cords, we are cut off from the outside world. We don't understand people. We don't relate to people. We don't... Um, establish a connection you know it's like talking different languages and having no comprehension but even if you speak a different language from a person you can pick up on their cues right you can look at their facial expression you can sense their energy and again that's where chords come in because it's not just about words it's not just about appearance it's not just about a picture a chord is established the moment you acknowledge someone's presence. For, se for sensitive souls, for empaths, as I said, um, cording can be draining. It's more important to pay attention to chords because what very often happens is that for sensitives, their energy field is so open um, that they connect to everyone they meet and they connect quite strongly and they feel the energy quite strongly. Uh, but those cords can quickly become draining because uh, people at the lower energetic frequencies, let's say they will, um, well, maybe put quite roughly, but they will feed off your energy. 
And it doesn't happen by choice, by decision. There are very few people who actually choose to feed off someone's energy. But it happens subconsciously, and I would even say naturally, because that's the nature of the flow of energy. Where there is more, it will flow to where there is less. As soon as a connection is established, it's like literally opening a pipeline, you know, and if it goes down, the water flows down. It will not flow up. So for those who are more sensitive, for those who have more spiritual energy, let's say, and more spiritual experience, it's important to know about cording mechanisms. And it's also important to cut and clear cords on a regular basis and to protect their energy field because otherwise as I'm sure you know I am sure most of you if not all listening to me now are sensitives and empaths and you have experienced feeling drained after being in large crowds for example after being in public transport or at a concert or at a crowded pub for example at a crowded public event and maybe that's why many sensitives and empaths have actually felt very good during COVID lockdowns, uh, if they were introverts in addition to that, and they actually felt that their energy was more stabilized. And this is precisely because of this, because you're exposed to less you know, direct contact with people. So the energy field has an opportunity to recover, to recuperate. <clears throat> so this issue, this cording and the connections we establish with others, it's a very important topic. It's very important to understand it uh, and to be aware of you know, what is happening every time you even look at another person because a cord is created. Now, of course, if you never meet th that person again, the cord will eventually dissipate on its own. But again, for empaths, it happens slower, if at all, because we may tune into a person's energy subconsciously even before they acknowledged us we may already have noticed, you know, how lost they look or how, um, you know, there is something about them that we noticed that we connected and that we maybe keep thinking about for a long time, for weeks. Let's say we noticed someone who looked a little lost in the street and we thought, oh, you know, that reminds me of me 10 years ago. I really feel some empathy for that person. At that moment, the cord becomes stronger because there is a certain emotion, a certain feeling in it, a certain memory, which has a potential to accumulate more energy. But when we have significant relationships, when we live with someone, when we have a husband, a wife, a mother, father, children, friends, lifelong colleagues, maybe business partners, people we talk to every day, then of course the nature of the cord is very different. Those cords are really energetic pipelines. They are very solid. They have a lot of energy in them. They have a lot of 
uh, emotions, memories, feelings, thoughts, mental images of a person inside of them. And those mental images influence the relationship. And you know how it is. Sometimes, um, I remember there was a book, uh, The Scapegoat by Daphne du Maurier. Uh, I don't know if, if you ever heard about it. Um, and it takes a very interesting question and explores it. What would it be if you came into your life as someone else, as someone completely different? In that book, the story goes that a man meets his exact double by looks. There is someone who looks exactly the same as that person. And he decides to leave his life over to him. So the guy really screws up massively in his life. He has a wife, he has a mistress, he hasn't talked to his mother for 20 years. But when he meets this double, he realizes, oh, I'll just throw him to the wolves and run off, <laughs> get, get a new life. And so the double gets kicked into the reality that someone else screwed up. But because he's a different person, he only looks the same, he's able to resolve uh, some very complicated uh, situations. And they start talking, you know, with the mother and uh, he connects with the wife and he resolves old uh, family trauma and the village drama, etc., etc. And then, of course, the real person comes back in. Uh, but it's an interesting situation. And I've often wondered the same as if, you know, what would happen if someone else came into my life? with a completely new outlook, with a completely new um, view of life, and to take the same situations that I find myself stuck in, what would it be, how would it look like if you just came with a blank slate? Nothing, no previous experience, no knowledge of what happened before, no memories no understanding, you know, no past trauma, no past hurts. There is nothing that triggers you and you come in and you resolve the situation because you have a blank slate, because there is nothing. And that is basically what cord cutting or cord work does in an ideal situation if we are really into it, if we can really work with cords, there is a possibility of creating a blank slate with cord work. The reason is that cords are not just energetic pipelines, they're also storage centers for information we have about the other person. Cords store the memories, cords store that conversation 10 years ago when they said to you that you are too fat or you are too thin or have you really let yourself go or why don't you go exercise or I don't like your shoes or your house is not clean enough or something else that hurt you so much and that even if you forgave the other person and moved on 
the memory is very often still there and it has a potential to accumulate more energy because if that person said something similar five, six, seven, twenty more times, that similar energy will attach to the original memory, to the original energetic structure, you know, that was formed during that, you know, conversation that upsets you. And so eventually it becomes a big block, like a big black cloud inside that cord. And so now everything negative will be written into that cloud, right? It will be like a little file where every similar files, every similar file is going. And so now, 10 years down the road, most of the things that person says to you, you find them offensive because they all somehow remind you of that original block, original hurt, or maybe there were two or three original hurts that happened a very long time ago. But now, because the block is so big, all you can see is hurt, while other people can see the person more clearly. They can see their good things, for example. They can see that, oh, they're smiling because it's a beautiful day. You interpreted their smiling because they're so full of themselves. That bastard, he doesn't even recognize how other people feel. All he cares about is that it's a beautiful day and the sun is shining. Well, look at me. I'm feeling miserable. You've never noticed that, did you? You have always been selfish and only thinking about yourself. I think you are familiar with, uh, with that line of uh, emotion. And that is very common, right? When we know someone deeply, that's always the risk we take because we get to know the bad things. We get emotional responses. We get emotional reactions. But the risk is that we also get hurt more deeply and that our hurts, they're stored in the space between us, in those cords, between us and the other person. And if we don't clear those hurts, they risk blocking out the light. The relationship risks becoming all pain, all hurt, all offense. And so that's why, you know, sometimes people after living with each other quite peacefully for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, suddenly it boils over and they can't do it anymore and they pull apart. And that's precisely because this energetic mechanism happens, because these blocks, these things that store information, these little grains of energy, they get bigger and bigger and bigger, the attracting similar energies to them, and eventually they block out the light. You cannot see the good in the other person. You may be seeing it intellectually, of course, you recognize that they are not the personification of evil, but energetically you can't because it, nothing good gets through. You can't feel the good anymore. Everything just hurts. And so this mechanism, this uh, nature of our energy field, this is why we 
cut chords or clear chords. There is really two ways of working with chords. Um, as I said, some people, they just summarily cut chords. And this works for those chords that we establish with, you know, people we barely know. The chords I was just talking about with strangers, with people in the public transport, with people who are listening to you, etc., etc. Those people you barely know, you barely interact with, where there is no strong emotion, no attachment, no connection, you know, where you don't really feel or get engaged with them so much. These chords can be cut summarily, and maybe you have even tried that, for example, using Archangel Michael or, you know, just literally imagining yourself pulling out chords uh, from your energy field, from your body, from your chakras. And these methods are quite efficient when we work with those superficial chords. They are less efficient and usually not working at all when we talk about chords established over years with people who are close to us. For example, if we, if we go back to the scapegoat uh, Dumouriez situation, if someone were to cut chords you know, between that man and his mother, um, they wouldn't have succeeded without some deeper work, without more um, attention to the original emotions, the original blocks. Because you can't just visualize yourself cutting a cord if you haven't dealt with underlying emotions. But um, so in case when cords are superficial, um, it's easy to cut them, really to clear them. When the cords are of a more permanent nature, when they are more um, full of information, full of energy, the... First, and the best way of working with them is actually clearing them, is tuning into them and addressing those energies, feeling those energies, feeling those grains, and working with those energies at multiple levels. One level would be the actual energetic work, you know, tuning into those blocks, those stored emotions as grains of energy, as some some clots of energy, clouds of energy, and uh, transmuting them energetically. The other level is um, working with the actual emotions, so tuning into the emotions you feel with the person, working through it, feeling it, resolving it within yourself, allowing it to rise up, resolving. Usually great courage and great forgiveness and compassion are needed, so this work can take a bit of time. And then replacing the, let's say, the bad energy with the good. So what in practice happens is strengthening the good energy. Again, there are two levels to this so you want to strengthen the positives you want to strengthen the good memories you want to give more energy to the good memories while you want to eliminate gradually dissolve the bad memories and of course the only way of coming in with a clean slate is to have your own hurts your own memories processed and released to a very high level. 
and doesn't necessarily have to be years of processing, you know, and wallowing in your own grief and hurts. Processing would actually mean going up to a higher level, so raising the vibration by connecting to higher level energies. So this this type of cord work can be life-changing because once we are able to release at least some of the bad, some of the negative energy, some of those blocks, relationships often change dramatically and it's visible both for us and for the other person because now the good is able to flow more. Of course, it requires the intention, at least from one side. Um, Now, truth be told, we can also work with the energies on the other side, with those energetic blocks of the other person. But of course, we cannot feel, uh, feel their emotions for them. But we can affect the relationships we have to a great degree by working with energetic cords. Of course, there are also cords that are directly negative, cords that are draining. And some of those cords, we don't even know who they go to. It can be a person who was, for example, feeling very low, very down, very, um, you know, at a very low energetic level, shame, grief, sadness, anger. And uh, they corded to us somehow, maybe by meeting us on the street, listening to us, whatever it was. And all this cord does is take our energy. Those cords can be quite strong, can be quite draining, and so we need a technique to cut them. Um, In this case, Archangel Michael is very often the best solution. Um, And then, of course, there are draining cords where we give our power away where we are so attached to the negativity in a relationship, where we cannot forgive and cannot let go, and where we keep thinking and thinking about the same situation over and over again, right? Where, oh, how could he do it? How could he do this? What kind of a person behaves like this? Why did he say this? And why did he go there? And how could he treat me this way? And over and over and over again. So we give all of our energy to that person. Or maybe it doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be hurt. But we are maybe trying to rescue someone or to help someone. And we focus all our attention, all our energy onto that just letting it flow there. And in this case, the cord would look like a one-way street, you know, where all the energy flows to the other person, like it it goes into the black hole, very active on your side and very weak, like dark, gray, black, on their side because they are not giving that connection any thought or energy, right? (laughs) They have no idea what is going on. Why you are chasing them with rescue or with demanding explanations or demanding love or whatever it is. All the energy is on your side. 
In this case, cutting cords also very rarely works in an easy way. You can't just go to someone and say, oh, can you cut this cord? I know they're draining me, when in reality you're giving it 90% of energy. There is usually a deeper lesson behind it. There is usually a reason why you will not let the other person go so easily because the choice to give the energy was actually yours. So these cords would also require more work and again a lot of courage, a lot of self-clarity, um, let's say, willingness to see yourself clearly, willingness to recognize that I'm giving this cord so much energy because who am I going to be without it? What am I going to do if I just let them go and let them run themselves into the ground? What am I going to be? Am I going to feel less important? Am I going to feel less loved? So sometimes you need to work with those situations where the cord is draining because it's not actually the other person that plugged into you. It was your choice to give them so much energy because of unresolved trauma, perhaps, because of unwillingness to forgive, because rescuing someone maybe takes attention away from your own issues or because sometimes we are just not willing to see our own pain and it's so much easier to look at the pain of others and attempt to give them our energy because it makes us feel good about ourselves, right? We don't want to admit that the way we feel about ourselves is actually quite negative. We think that we are not worthy of love, for example. And so we try to give that love to others, that at least they can feel loved. But this type of cord work with draining cords, it requires time. And again, these cords can, can't be cut so easily because... It takes time to see those things about ourselves, to understand where we are giving our power away. So when all these things are said, I have actually created a course on cords, on working with energetic cords, where I go a little bit deeper into those things and um, I put some guided meditations into the course. Uh, where we learn how to cut cords uh, in general, cut the daily, the superficial energetic cords, how to do more work with difficult cords, with draining cords, with cords with a lot of emotions and feelings and memories attached to them. So how to begin shifting these energies. How to see cords. There are some techniques of tuning into specific channels that allow us to see chords more clearly, to see the, to visualize or to feel the chords we have to others with more clarity that we can't achieve just by, you know, focusing or attempting to, to look into chords. So if you are interested in this course, uh, it's not exorbitantly priced or anything. It's just a very practical 
a way of working with cords. Of course, it's not, it's not exhaustive, but I feel that those meditations, if you work with them and with the techniques that I teach in them, they will help you a great deal of resolving some of those energetic cords with others. And you will learn a lot about how energy connections work and also become more attentive um, you know, to how you form them. I also talk about sexual cords in that course. Um, and some of the things I teach, I believe they, they are not taught anywhere, not, not that I know of in the English-speaking world. So if you're interested, I'm posting a link at the podcast description so you can look at this course, at what's in it, and decide if it's something for you and uh, start working with cords as well. But in any case, uh, I just wanted to share this, this information with you uh, because a lot of it um, is often not, not really taught on a deep level. So I wish you all the best, many blessings, and until the next time.